Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from kristenwombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now podcast. More people than ever are asking the question, how do we find ourselves on the resurrected side of Jesus? In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the torn veil, ascending into heaven, and how does our sonship fix the heart of creation? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guests in a workshop discussion that proclaims, we're not nailed to the cross or dead in the grave, but fully alive and resurrected in him. Let's do this. There is nothing better than a good tale. A story that holds the air thick, capturing every breath held until the words unfold its secrets and you breathe out. Christmas, what a beautiful once upon a time. Time is not a measure of this moment towards the next moment. It's a ribbon of ages in the heart of God. To say timeless is to say time is nothing less. It's nothing less than a miracle for your imagination. We are in time. And by the grace of God, within our likeness in him, we can discover the attributes of his Alpha and Omega sown in our DNA. Today's episode takeaways, beginnings, a series of Christmas mystical tales, period British, advent collection for the child at heart, and once upon a time. I'm going to beg you here today, a listener, for a little pardon regarding my voice. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought, hmm, I would excuse myself and reshare an earlier episode. And I'm kind of getting over a nasty cold. So I just ask for a little grace and forgiveness. And God is with us, both you and I. But When it comes down to, I was feeling him tugging, you know, he tugs at the pen and the ink that lives in your heart and it comes alive and weakness uh, is just in the moment. And I trade into his strength and he makes the adjustments. Amen. So I have stories to blend together today. And the story crosses over present and past and future. And may I remind you, I'm going to remind you of one of my favorite identity quotes. Just love this. It is shared with us in the greatest of wisdom from prophet Paul King. It's better to be a mystic and be different Yay, it's better to be a mystic and be different. Because if being a mystic means you see the invisible, hear the inaudible, 
and feel the intangible, ah, then I want to be a mystic. Ah, isn't that awesome? I love it. It's, it's time. Let's put our thinking hats on here. Is time really invisible? And are the voices spoken over ages inaudible? Hmm. Can we feel the treasures of the people before us? Can we feel them? Can we touch the intangibility of their lives and together bring healing, transformation, and change? Right in the beginning of December, the most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. The definition of expectation, the strong belief that a miracle will happen. Today, with the keys of the kingdom that Jesus placed in our hands, Together, let's unlock the door of happenings, of miracles. Amen. The story is told from the invisible, the inaudible, intangible. It's a place we call once upon a time. My first visit to England early December 2017. All of the holiday trappings were ready to touch and unpack my heart. But I only have time to pull a moment from its calendar, a moment from the open door of happenings. During my devotion time with the Lord this morning over a steaming cup of coffee, The angel who is overseeing the contents of the briefcase upon my arrival to England, he handed me the day's agenda. My spiritual agenda. Ah, okay, thank you. I shared with you last week how I learned to perceive such agendas in the spirit. I placed my spiritual hands on the paper or the item and I wait for my spirit to convey the contents to my understanding. I call that reading heavenly braille, right? A simple example. Let me make it easy for you. If I blindfolded you and I put a penny in your hand, and then I asked you, what did I place in your hand where you could feel it? And you could smell it. And by this time, your nose would send the signal it was copper to your brain. And with the size and the cold feeling in your hand, you would know immediately that I placed a penny in your hand. And, oh, you know, if you were thinking too hard, I'd ask you to taste it. And guess what? you know exactly what a penny tastes like. It's the same intuitively the way our senses work in the spirit. It's no different. So I sensed we had an assignment at the ancient Roman baths. Handy 
that they were just a long walk away from us. I don't know about you, but I have been in love with period British for a long as I can remember. Romantic, historic, Victorian, Jane Austen, Charlotte Bronte, Downton Abbey, Abby, yeah, they resonate from inside of me, even before I knew where my family roots were from. So now today, here in England, today's walk, we stumbled across Oh, the Cotswold Way, past All Saints Church, and down the hillside as we cross over Victoria Gardens, into the establishment of Bath. Pinch me, please. Back to our assignment. Kristen, I want you to cleanse the water of the Roman baths. Oh, um, okay. How do we do that, Lord? Revealed on this mystical piece of paper, the very matter-of-fact angel he was showing me. Matter-of-fact, you might say, yeah, this is an angel hint. He is here to accomplish a task in the kingdom. He had absolutely no fluff to him. He was very serious. (laughs) So on this piece of paper was a picture of the solution and the doohickey container. Um, You know, the the kind that you place your contacts in if you're going to clean them? All right, I looked it up for us. It's called, here in the U.S., it's called Clear Care Plus Cleaning Solution with Lens Case. Oh, okay. So... Now I've got this picture, and okay, we're supposed to clean the Roman baths. Um, okay, and how does this work? So, yay, Google. So I did a little bit more research on the impression of the perception that was given to me. So what the Lord was saying, you know, how it was going to happen. Here is what the product description says. Not only does Clear Care Solution clean your contact lenses with bubbling power of hydrogen peroxide, it also surrounds your lenses with long-lasting moisture. Patented Hydroglide Moisture Matrix wraps your soft lenses in long-lasting moisture for a fresh lens feeling. Triple action cleansing loosens dirt, deep cleans, and removes proteins. Can you get that? Oh my goodness. It's an exclusive lens case. Now this is the case, right? It features a platinum disc which activates the gentle bubbling action and neutralizes our hydrogen peroxide into a gentle saline solution. Wow. Thanks to this technology, these little bubbles, they clean organically in six hours. Ah. Now, I just gave you a description of this clean care, this doohickey that cleans my contacts, right? Imagine this metaphorically, this technology metaphorically from a spiritual perspective. Yeah, I know you already got it. Heaven is brilliant. 
transformation is as spiritually simple as chemical, this little platinum disc, meeting hydrogen peroxide, bubbles of cleansing power. So in the spirit, huh, I just believed God and I picked up that little hydro doohickey thing. (coughs) Excuse me. I thought I might clarify my American English for my international listeners. What is a doohickey? (laughs) It is a very informal word for an object whose name you don't know, you've forgotten, or you can't recall. Uh, You could call it a doodad, a thingy, a thingamajig, a thingamabob, a whatchamacallit, a what's it? Uh, Yeah, you get it. So we've officially named it a doohickey for today's story. So my friend and I, we finished our breakfast. I got dressed for our adventure and I pulled on my walking boots and down the village hill, we strolled to Bath. Let's get a little more history here. The Roman baths are well-preserved therma in the city of Bath, Somerset, England. A temple was constructed on the site between 60 and 70 AD in the first few decades of Roman Britain. Its presence led to the development of the small Roman urban settlement known as Aqua Sulis around the site. The Roman baths, designed for public bathing, were used until the end of the Roman rule in Britain in the 5th century. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, the original Roman baths were in ruins a century later. The area around the natural springs was redeveloped several times by the earlier and late Middle Ages. The Roman baths are preserved in four main features the sacred springs, the Roman temple, the Roman bathhouse, and a museum which holds artifacts from Aquasulis. However, all the buildings at street level date from the 19th century. It's a major tourist attraction in the UK, and together with the Grand Pump Room, receives more than 1.3 million visitors annually. Visitors can tour the baths and museum, but cannot touch the water. A little romantic history here, okay? That Grand Pump Room is well-acquainted location in literature. So the novelist Jane Austen was familiar with the Pump Room, which is used as a setting in her novels Northanger Abbey and Persuasion. It was the meeting place for fashionable people where every creature in Bath was to be seen in the room at different periods of the fashionable hour. It is here that Catherine Moreland, the heroine of Northanger Abbey, first meets Henry Tilney, another principal character in the novel. In Persuasion, one of my favorites, Admiral Croft retires to Bath to take the waters because of his gout. The pump room was used as a filming location in screen adaptions of both novels. So the town of Bath, here I am, and it is decorated in the most delicious Christmas 
fair. The famous Bath Christmas Market is in full swing, with quaint booze lining the streets. So I have this doohickey in my hand, the spiritual in my hand, right? And passing all means of glorious history and wonder. Can you just imagine with me here the cloud of witnesses that are accompanying us? Oh my goodness. So I had long since met Queen Victoria in the cloud of witnesses. And maybe in the weeks to come, I'll be able to share more of that story. My dog dash is an intimate testament of our ongoing relationship. Heaven, it's just amazing. A mystical tale waiting for each of us as heirs to open her glories. Death was never supposed to be our invitation. Jesus is. He is still inviting his bride to come up here. So this little girl in me in Bath, England, this adventure was just like Dorothy and Toto and the lion and the scarecrow and the tin man. We are crossing the field of poppies on our way to the Emerald City, right? Just gonna follow the yellow brick road. And for you Wizard of Oz buffs, Jesus is the snow in the poppy fields that wakes us up from our fears. Ha ha! So my friend and I, mm -hmm, after a long walk, we arrived at our landmark. I'm sure we strolled through a few charity shops on our way. We love to find a treasure, a trinket, or a good deal. We purchased our tickets and turned toward the entry, and the dimension changed. Our spirits intuitively shifted. A loud hush, oh, such a loud hush, it roared as if time was exhaling. The room was immediately crowded the sound of thousands of footsteps falling behind us. It filled the stairs, it filled the lobby, and it kept coming as time just seemed to open its doors to our spiritual ears. Anticipation, as each representative had license to witness this occasion. Joy, restoration, families, workmen, farmers, Roman soldiers, priests, and vicars, and chaplains, and parents, and children, and artists, and painters, common folk, royalty, writers, townsfolk, shopkeepers, travelers, visitors, and kinfolk. I have shared with you some tremendous mystical tales, unfathomable adventures hidden in the episodes of this podcast. And to date, no other encounter has included such a huge company of the cloud of witnesses as this. Both my friend and I, the hare, was standing up on the back of our necks with all manner of awe and wonder. 
you could say we were being watched. No pressure, no pressure at all here, right? Okay, so tickets in hand. We traveled down to the Roman street level. We walk through the tourist paths built to protect the street and then stepped onto the stones, hewn and moved by man's powers of a different day. Those Roman stones, can you imagine if they could cry out a tune? Only glory could consume. Man's blood, sweat, tears, compressed into its chalky white bath clay. Who had touched the road? Who had come to receive cleansing, forgiveness, healing, and a touch from these waters? Who? Why? And here we are. Can you feel the spiritual gravity? Uh, yes. But in him, it's as weightless as the doohickey in my spiritual pocket. Let me ask you this. How does one cleanse the waters <laughs> in a busy place? Just so many people. Ah, oh, but the story, it just gets better and better. So we asked the Lord, help, of course. And then we positioned ourselves at the head of the waters. And we were waiting for a non-spiritual foot traffic to move ahead. Ha <laughs> ha non-spiritual, right? I am laughing here. Remember, <coughs> remember, 1.3 million visitors annually, and they had no idea who else was among them. Dear listener, oh, that we would tune our spiritual ears to hear the stories we can take part of in history. Today it's as fresh as it was the day I saw them. I remember the walls, the pillars painted to portray that particular era. Paintings for visitors to behold that particular time period. It was a beautiful event, a beautiful display. So here we are, we're standing at the headwaters and there's spilling out over this wall and the water is leaving a rust residue on the white stones that governed the stream. A slight mist rose as the warm waters and December air clap together. Our moment had arrived. <laughs> we prayed a very simple prayer, spoke the divine recipe. Combining the principle of chemical and mineral for transformation across the ages. I took my doohickey from my pocket, my spiritual doohickey, and in the spirit, I dipped it into the water. I capped it, shook it, and then I poured it back into the stream. And then I set this spiritual container on the ledge. Our assignment felt complete. In the spirit, the room breathed and the crowd dispersed from our immediate company. Huh. 
the cloud of witnesses, they just seem to go explore. So we followed the visitor path and ended up at the baths themselves. Signs upon signs and listings do not touch the water. They had all manner of attendants and they were dressed in period costume to corral the most curious of visitors. Well, I think you kind of know I'm not a rule breaker. Well, do you know my favorite quote? No well-behaved woman ever changed history. Okay. We had sauntered around the bath, taking in its wonders, the day, oh my goodness, and the most interesting thing we noticed. I spoke to my friend, I go, Lord, nobody's noticing us. The attendants walked by and we smiled, both of us very outspoken. Ha! And that's an understatement. So we put our heads together with the same thought. They can't see us. They can't see us. Oh my God, they can't see us. (laughs) I smiled inside myself. Lord! (laughs) I walked over to the edge of the bath. And I ignored all the signs. I knelt down and I brushed my hand through its waters and I stood up, my hands cool and dripping. Still not being noticed or chased. And some of you might think, ooh, you touched the waters. Yes, I did. I took the waters and so had Jesus. We both touched them. Tell me this. What happened the last time in scripture Jesus had touched the waters? Ah, yep, at his baptism, he touched the waters. And again, his spirit touched the waters at the wedding of Cana. And what happened there? It changed water into Remember the prayer and the application of this mandate, this assignment. Both my friend and I touched the waters, and we proceeded to check areas of our bodies where we could use some divine intervention. Maybe the metal plates in my left knee are gone. We left the Roman baths changed by change himself. The story nearly five years old in my memory, but so vivid in my heart. It is such a joy to share with you. May I remind you where we started? It's better to be a mystic and be um, different. Because if being a mystic means you see the invisible, um, at this point maybe you were invisible. You hear the inaudible and feel the intangible. Ah, then I want to be a mystic. Is time really invisible? And are the voices spoken over ages inaudible? Can we feel the treasures of the people before us? 
to touch the intangibility of their lives and together bring healing and transformation and change? My dear family, the most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. Remember the definition? A strong belief that a miracle will happen. Today, with the keys of the kingdom that Jesus placed in our hands, we unlocked the door of miracles, unlocked the door of happenings. The invisible, inaudible, intangible place was transformed once upon a time. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye now.